I'm Naira. I'm Ellie. I'm Nina. I'm Joanna. This is Politics Under the Microscope, where we explore issues that matter to you by connecting science, policy, and society. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Politics Under the Microscope. I am Ellie, and we are here today doing a hot second hot take, teasing our upcoming fast fashion series. We have multiple guests that will be starring in our fast fashion series. We have one person who is from who gives an industrial perspective, another person that gives an advocacy legal perspective, and then we have others that are more academics and research scientists that specialize in textile production. And so A lot of these guests, we are hoping, will frame the fast fashion crisis. But also what we notice is that a lot of these guests have very anti-fast fashion perspectives in the sense that they are making the case against the crisis and how to essentially combat it and its detrimental effects. So one thing that we were thinking is that, well, what about the other side? What about the people that are pro-fast fashion or the perspectives that have an interest in fast fashion and its ultimate perpetuation? What we realized is that a lot of people that fight for fast fashion are lobbyists. And so the question is, does it come down to money, essentially? If you Google it, you can see something like, Bain Capital has like a stake in something like Canada Goose. When you think about like a lot of these companies, they're owned by private capital or like there are different stakes, different pieces. If I have a majority stake, like 60% in a company, I obviously don't want it to like go bankrupt in the next few years. I want it to be super profitable. So when we think about lobbyists, we really have to think about like this capital that really exists around it. And I don't think we talk enough about that and sort of the way in which that impacts our world sort of outside of even understanding fast fashion and these different trends. Is Canada Goose fast fashion? On a really technical level, yeah. Because it's $1,000 for a jacket. But I the mean... thing is, though, these jackets, like every year, they add new colors. Or if we go onto the website, there are all these different versions of essentially a couple of different coats, right? Like, is there any need for 10 colors of the same coat? Is there any need for four different ways to cut one particular jacket? But that's the thing about where we are in terms of fashion, right? Where people feel the need to constantly produce, 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 even if it's not necessary in order to stay current, in order to stay relevant, even if they're a brand that is a mainstay brand. I've been wearing my Canada Goose for since 2017. I, I just want to as put out there, should. I'm not anti-Canada Goose for anybody listening from Canada Goose, but like using them as an example because yeah. there are so many other clothing companies that we think about that are like this. Even a brand like Helmet Lang or when you buy something from like Lanvant, like it's supposed to be quality when you buy it and it's meant to last past a season, but trends are constantly changing. I think we're even at the point where we're starting to see luxury and less accessible brands sort of roll over in a way that we haven't seen in the past. Style is always changing. Something's in style, something's out of style. It's like we all woke up and decided to wear skinny jeans one day. And then one day we all woke up and decided to stop wearing skinny jeans. And so now it's like boyfriend jeans and dad jeans and mom jeans. And it literally happened overnight. And you can see it in different places with all sorts of retailers, not just like, you know, low end, but high end. And really it's all fast fashion when we think about it because nothing is built to be worn for four or five years anymore. It's not meant to be worn three, four seasons straight. So we need to get our, we need to be clear on the definition of what we're calling a fast fashion yeah, company versus something that's not right. So our definition is sounding like we're calling it, okay, a company that is producing a lot more options 
than the consumer wants to buy that aren't lasting more Maybe the- than the consumer wants to wear them. So something like H&M is producing so, so many, 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 many different designs. When, here's the thing, when Prada comes out with a line of clothing, right? There is a set defined theme and all the pieces of clothing are just like, you know, once a year we're making clothes. They're derivatives of the theme. Exactly, they're derivatives of the theme. When we say fast fashion, we're talking something like H and M. Shein, like I feel like we should. Problem. How yes. do you guys feel about like? And I think this could potentially open up to some like really mm-hmm. interesting arguments. But we can we go through like some brands that like kind of come to mind, and can we like vote on whether or not they're fast fashion? Mm-hmm. So like Zara, H and M, obviously fast fashion. But then what if I bring in something like Eddie Bauer? I haven't heard of them. I feel like that's I, arguably I would call it fast fashion. Arguably. I don't shop there. I don't. What but is? Eddie Bauer, so it's this like company that produces a lot of outdoor mm. wear. Mm. My pet has a couple coats from there, which she has used <laughs> way more than seven times. Just for our listeners, the average clothing piece in our wardrobe is worn seven times before going to the landfill. That's why we keep saying seven. But okay, so Eddie Bauer. But like the thing about Eddie Bauer is that it's known for being super high quality. So my question is, is quality part of fast fashion's definition? Uh, yes. I think it is definitely something to be considered. Something like Shein is not going to be like something from... What do you mean by like quality though? Like the like the longevity of it? Yeah, so quality, let's say it is a readout or is a predictor of longevity. So we're talking about where the materials are coming from, how the materials are put together. Yeah. We're talking about, you know, how long it'll last as a result. You can't really use quality as a metric for how long something lasts because I think Ken talked about how a lot of our clothes are made out of polyester because that way they can be like very long lasting but then that's not good quality yes and also for our listeners Ken is one of our guests that you will get to hear from in one of our first episodes Ken mentioned how polyester is made from oil and how Basically, oil is put at a high pressure in, into this machine, and out comes, in his words, a Lululemon top. Now, as someone who, sh- who frequents Lululemon, mm. I never thought of Lululemon as a fast fashion yeah. brand because this stuff lasts for a long time, and they have this yeah. policy where if you if it wears down in, in a place like it, you get a hole in it, whatever it yeah. is, you get to cha- you get to trade it in for something new because it's called a quality promise. And so, like for me. I don't think of Lululemon as fast fashion, especially because it's so, it's hard to access because it's a pretty expensive brand. And so my question for you guys is like quality, is that part of fast fashion? Because then I would argue that Eddie Bauer is not fast fashion. I mean, then I would argue if longevity is part of it, like how long it lasts for your clothes. I have some things from H&M from 10 years ago that I'm still wearing. Right. So but like, is that because you don't wear it very frequently or no, because I, it's held up for so many wears? It's held up for so many wears. It's definitely, I probably have worn them like over like 50 times or whatever. But are those outliers in the H&M realm? I, I feel like it's because... Well, not the pants, but like they're like sweaters or whatever. Like they've lasted me a long time, but I think it's like part of it is is like the material they use is so not degradable and so not like... What do you mean by that? Like it's not biodegradable. Like it's going to be in the landfill for like a really, really long time. Like it's not going to like have holes or or anything. Whether Joanna wears it or not. It's It's like, like there's no like holes. I don't have to like sew it back 
on, just mm. like sew in, like fix it because yeah. like because it's it's made like things that are made of like latex or like polyester. They're just going to last, even if they're super cheap. Yeah. But I I think there's a difference between when clothing lasts per mm -hmm. se and when clothing decomposes, like because I think clothing takes a long time to decompose in a landfill. Yeah. But if you're talking about getting a hole or something, I think those are two very distinct processes. But yeah, like Lululemon, is that fast fashion? I mean, no. I guess like I would argue fast fashion is quite literally like it's changing very rapidly, right? Like whenever I think back to being a kid, I went shopping a lot, like literally every single weekend just about I was at the mall. Same, like I loved it so too. much. But the thing is like, I would see the same stuff for like a long period of time. Do you know what I mean? Whereas like now it's so easy for me to go anywhere. Even if I go into Nordstrom, like I'm not gonna see the same thing in three or four weeks. Like that's possible for me to see. Golden Goose has a new pair of shoes all the time. That's not me dragging Golden Goose, but that's worth stating. Like we would not think of that as fast fashion. I think too often we think of fast fashion as being cheap and accessible and i don't think that's always the case i think fast fashion in this case is like it's turning over quickly i think back to like this part of this book champagne supernovas where alexander mcqueen the actual designer was at that time at Givenchy and he also had his own brand going and so like at this time like he was making like six lines in a year for himself and like for them too and he's like that's just too many and now at this point like that's a bit more realistic that's a bit more standard for even just one brand now so i think when we have this conversation is maybe quality or maybe like the price of something kind of factoring into why we won't call certain things fast fashion. Like nobody would call J. Crew fast fashion, but it would be hard to say that J. Crew today is the same as it was 30 years ago. That's not dragging J. Crew. It's just saying that our world is different now. Yeah. You have to adapt constantly with the time. So it's like if you're adapting constantly, right? That turnover in essence makes a lot of stuff fast fashion because nobody's keeping the same stuff for two seasons on the runway. Nobody's keeping the same sweater for two seasons on their website without it being marked out. Yes, so then exactly. what is isn't fast fashion in your eyes? Something that actually would go beyond one season or it would be like, we're changing or we have like two collections a year. The row, which is so expensive. The row? It's American Ashley Olsen's fashion brand. Mm. And you know, they're, like t-shirt is like three hundred dollars wow. and that's on the cheap side of things but they only make fall and winter so that's what yeah. i mean it's very inaccessible but like that's what that that's what are we that's not fast fashion right but then i guess like part of that is also like are we calling like luxury inherently because it's inaccessible not fast fashion like i think like that's also part of the mm -hmm. argument because the thing is like balenciaga is dropping ugly stuff every season whether we like it or not and they're changing you know, every they're inappropriate things and that's yeah. why they're canceled yeah, yeah so so <laughs> I, I think it's because I think I know the row. I think they only do like a fall, winter or whatever. Like they only drop like two times a year or something like that. Yeah. So like I went to this store called Aritzia a couple of oh, days ago. We all know Aritzia. Because I see fancy Aritzia bags everywhere, but I don't know yeah. what the heck they do. So Aritzia is basically this place where it has grown in popularity because of TikTok. And they're very famous, in my opinion, for their neutrals and basics. And I don't mm. know about you guys, but I think basics are timeless. Agree. And so Aritzia, in my opinion, is the place to go if you want long-lasting basics. And so I, I would make the argument that even though you can consider it fast fashion, basics are really hard perhaps to be classified as fast fashion mm -hmm. because they are so timeless and you can keep them going and they'll be purchased. I yeah. feel like Aritzia is such a great example because I actually feel like they almost never change anything, like <laughs> even year to year. So I actually think they're fantastic. Aritzia, you pass our fast fashion test. <laughs> wow. Yeah. No, I think that's another factor to, to uh, 
as to what you consider fast fashion or not. It's like how timeless the piece, like mm -hmm. it's never gonna go out of style. So it's slow fashion because it's slowly moving. Yeah. Is that yeah. Yeah. basically that? Is the brand like H&M or Shein feeding off of the culture of consumerism? Yeah, absolutely. Like, but is Aritzia like hopping on that train and dropping flashy new things every day? Flashy new styles every month? It's not flashy if they're known for their neutrals. They're though. very yeah. neutral basics. Yeah. Like it's the, we talked about turnover. We talked about how, we talked about definition of slow fashion. So if we look at slow fashion, what it means, you're selling things that are timeless. You don't need to shove them in our face and create brand new shiny looking things every month. Like I just saw H&M's website two days ago, now that it's February, now they're putting out all of their pink and red. Maybe that pink and red has been on the website for like a month, let's say, two months maximum. But guess what? All that pink and red is gonna turn into green once we're in March, <laughs> like let's face it, right? It's like, how are you constantly producing so many different things at such high capacity and you have the gall to not ship in three days after I bought like things from you. I don't understand. If you have such... <laughs> so I was joking about how I'm breaking the, the rules and how I'm hypocritical for purchasing from H&M last week, but that's a story for another day. <laughs> but honestly, like if you're going to mass produce a different color every month, like it's a whole new season, Maybe you could ship on time, but anyway, <laughs> that's not the argument. But you know, I think there's definitely a lot to consider, and we also need to think about cost. So, what is the cost? The and I'm not talking about the like the money. I'm talking about like the hidden cost or the opportunity cost of Aritzia not producing something different, but producing things that are nearly the same, but with small tweaks, different material, maybe different texture, but they're not, you know over pressuring their factories to make something totally new and spontaneous like everyone else. And what is that cost for this company that chooses to stay slow fashion? Like, are they making less profit? Are they going out of style? I mean, yes. what I bought is like black and white checkered pants, which in my opinion are timeless, and a black long sleeve, high quality, non-sheer top. Also like, beautiful. We've been like bouncing around, like fast fashion means something different to all of us. Like, exactly. I think that's good. Like, Exactly. Yeah. We hope you guys enjoyed our discussion about what fast fashion truly is. It seems like there are different definitions to all four of us, and we hope that you explore our fast fashion series as it comes out. So stay tuned. Well said. <laughs>